0: Alright, this is still not Podcast 25. It's the second of three or four podcasts we're doing from the Fringe. Hopefully we're recording. And we've moved places now. We're not in the Pleasants where we were before. We're in uh,
1: somewhere else. Somewhere near an ice cream truck. It
0: is near an ice cream truck. So if people start ordering, what have we got here? Raspberry and vanilla cones, Valencia orange lollies. That's why. It's just general Fringe ambience. And there's also, I'm going to keep talking continuously because there's music in the background which may not be pod (laughs) safe.
1: I don't, well, I don't know what it is, so they'll be No, I can't tell either, so
0: I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure we'll get shazammed by some royalty. It's
1: definitely robot. not the theme from Mission Impossible,
0: though. No, which we were. We, we were recording it, or we we're going to record it in a park, because we thought it would be nice and quiet, but actually, yeah, they were turning out to be playing Mission Impossible theme music, so we moved on from there. Oh, and there's planes as well. That's very good. If we stay
1: here long enough, we'll get the military flyby. <laughs>
0: Maybe. That's not until about 9 o'clock. How <laughs> long do you think this is going to take? It's only 4 o'clock now. Let's play some music. Um, this is the Easter Island Statues. On St. Band Easter Island Statues The track is called Downside It's taken from their Neanderthal EP You can get it free from their website And I played it way back in podcast number 11
1: Excellent Um, Sorry, I just nodded at the microphone
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gesticulations work well on podcasts, I've heard They're they're definitely pod safe Yes, definitely Um, Last time, uh, just like last time actually The music's going to be a mix of stuff Some of the stuff we've played before, some new stuff Normally I bombard you with new music um, But I thought I'd keep it more light and fluffy
1: French shows well,
0: if I was light and fluffy I actually
1: sorry I was going
0: to say I've done a right rock, Rocky playlist because Gordon is my co-host again because we loved him so much last time thank you very much for coming Gordon I'm the supply co-host yeah yeah unfortunately the uh, it was a bit of a shambolic organisation so um there was a particular reason why it was going to be a Rocky playlist but then my co has changed but I do actually have an interview later on with Dave Hill um, who's who's got a rock um, guitar uh, show he likes Is that to right? rock the F he out. does, he does <laughs> rock the F at hash K asterisk asterisk um, so yeah so it's more Rocky I should actually mention that um, because of the interview and this Dave Hill this podcast does contain some bad language That doesn't mean... Do you have
1: to manually add the explicit tag in iTunes? I do,
0: I have to edit some file It's really, really irritating I have to edit some XML file And then it'll appear as explicit in... Otherwise what? Otherwise, I could get booted off iTunes by what, like, sort of Sarah Palin or something somebody, like that. So I don't write. know if anybody is actually tip gore, listens. It, Tipper Gore, that's right. I don't know if somebody listens to these things <laughs> to find out. So I, heard, I, heard so
1: I Some people do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you mean on the iTunes end? At the disturbingly, Gordon and I are sitting
1: opposite each other, which is rather weird because we were sitting side by side last night. There's time. no candles, but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say no. It's a shame because we the, the music on this is is played live. You yes. Know, like those people that record their podcasts live. Yeah. And but I, don't, I can't really hear it because it's no. coming through the, I, the, uh, the Apple computer The little speakers. speakers that are hidden under the keyboard. And so I don't really get to hear it until I hear the podcast in a few days' time. So I can't really comment on the music, but I, if you'd like, after each song, I'll comment on the songs that were in the previous week's one because there was some very good <laughs> stuff there. Um, Jesus, it's a, it's a Spanish name. What was that? Oh, yes, That's, the frightened rabbit one. Yeah. <laughs> But I thought that kind of missed the point that it's, it is a Spanish name but only because they're naming them after the original Jesus that's who true. was not Spanish no we've diverted a little bit
0: that's <laughs> what <laughs> uh, yeah so if you are missing the regular the regular podcast and this lack of background noise and lack of people buying ice cream um, beside us then it will be back on the 9th of September probably
1: this is still good this is still good I hope it's I listened to it the music was good 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 the chat wasn't so great Uh, Sorry, I'm doing my astounded and slightly depressed face. How are you holding up, Gordon? (laughs) I'm holding up well. In terms of the fringe? I've seen a few, yeah, I know. I've seen a few shows, I've seen uh, I've had some busy days. I'm a little bit knackered and uh, taking some time off except for seeing lots of Collins and Herring. And we'll probably book some real shows again soon. Uh, Because if people listen to the Collins and Herring podcast, or
0: is it Collins Collins and Herring? If they listen to their podcast. You've been at them all so far, and yeah, uh, you've sat near the front, and have been—you were called the ugliest person in the audience.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, they—they they also have the answer after the recording, where they turn on the lights and said, "Actually, I was definitely most of the audience were a lot uglier than me," which is <laughs> i mean, honestly, not surprising given their sort of demographic. But I'm not—you know—I haven't been aiming. I honestly haven't been aiming. Mentioned. It's just that I am sitting there by myself, and I'm an easy target because none of my friends would come with me. If
0: you're going to go to every edition, every every show
1: of a particular run, if I'm going to pay for something, I might as well get insulted for it. But right? you may
0: as well pay for the go to the <laughs> one that's going to be different every time.
1: And it is. Yeah, exactly. I see. I've seen. I, I saw Claudia Doherty twice because I thought uh, my girlfriend would like him, and she did. But it is it is weird seeing a show twice because you know what's coming.
0: Can you still laugh?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, it was funny and it was enjoyable just because it was good anyway. But it is, you know... Generally give it a few months before you (laughs) watch a comedy DVD twice. We,
0: uh, what did we see? Was it last year? We saw Stuart Lee, I think it was. And he did... The way he he formatted his show, it was like sort of three 20-minute segments for the hour. And he did sort of a 20-minute routine. And we'd seen one of them before, which was a little bit... And it was the last one, I think, as well. So it was kind of like we were all geared up and ready to laugh for another oh, 20 seen minutes it before we'd seen that routine before on the Fringe or in a previous it show it was at a previous show yeah. so. well was, funnily
1: I, this year I saw um, what do you call it Hitler mustache in the stand on the tour after I saw the Fringe oh, yeah. show and, and obviously fringe shows are about an hour and and usually touring shows are about yeah. an hour and a half two hours so it was a bit different and also there was a significant period of time in between the two I'm moving my hands to indicate significant <laughs> period of time for- and this is
0: Richard Herring's stand-up show from last year
1: uh, you know I like Richard Herring obviously.
0: no but I mean it's, what I mean is because you just said it was Hitler Versace I
1: was clarifying for, oh sorry for, for yes the listener. <laughs> I forgot, a lot of the people that listen to this like music, right, not comedy. Yeah, and they have
0: no idea what we're talking well, about. Well, you
1: comedy. should listen to Richard, well, yeah, Richard
0: Herring. There is a podcast, but you can find it on iTunes if you search for Herring, and, Collins and Herring. It's not exactly
1: his comedy, though.
0: No, it's it's kind of a rambling, sweary hour of
1: swears. Yeah, unless he's doing it live in Edinburgh in which it's a rambling, sweary hour of insulting the audience.
0: So it is quite, actually, that's unusual. It's a good job we've mentioned that because it's unusual in that it's a fringe show that even if you are the other side of the world you can, you can participate in it or rather listen to um, by uh, signing up, uh, subscribing to their podcast through iTunes. Yeah, and um, if you send them,
1: you know, a Cafe Nero loyalty card or £5 on Amazon you can get them to say a sweary thing about you. And Almost certainly they'll probably say a sweary thing about you anyway. That is, that is real interaction. <laughs>
0: 21st century uh, cool um, I was going to tell I've got other things I was going to talk about actually in, that, in between those two tracks but we've talked so much drivel that I'm just going to play another track and we'll come back to it afterwards good drivel this is from Argentina this is an all girl punk band obviously this is the last up, and the track is called Sepia quite hear it because <laughs> something what did we say last week we said last week there was a large inflatable cow in one of the venues in Edinburgh and the, I can see the large inflatable cow from here actually Gordon has to crane his head to see it <laughs> but I think the thumping music is coming from the inflatable cow or
1: uh, yeah I always wondered like is the inflatable cow is that for stuff that they film for E4 or something or is it just for things that have mass market appeal where they need to fit a few thousand people well I've so, so
0: have you never been in there no. it's quite hot I saw, saw Stuart Lee in there, oh, really? um, two years ago and also last year it was um, the guy whose name we couldn't remember last week but I can't remember this week. it was Murray from Flight of the Concords ah Rhys Darby my <laughs> <laughs> assistant has prompted me <laughs> in my ear oh, <laughs> <you. laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say uh, The guy from uh, Man on the Moon Whose name I've forgotten yet again Oh yeah
0: uh, Andy Kaufman
1: Yeah <laughs> well, well, That would be strange But it would not be not It would have been rather with... unlikely yeah but... yeah but wasn't his whole thing He was going to fake his death Oh I see yeah, Why not pop true. up in a big cripple cow For your final show <laughs> For your first Your
0: comeback show Indeed Anyway So anyway That's where the music I think is where it's coming from So, Ooh. And it's obviously quite popular As well of course, that cheering probably doesn't
1: come out on the microphone at all. So Woo! <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I'm, I'm sure that the legs are, of the cow are more spindly this year. And to be honest, that's maybe it's not been inflated enough. I don't. I think it's just a different design, and I'm not completely thrilled with it. And also, every now and then, well, every now and then, I've seen. I think they set the cow up outside, like the South Bank as well. Oh, and I think right. That's so it's... not right. Ah. It's Edinburgh's cow.
0: Oh, that's this is boring But it's not an exclusive cow for us. No, it's quite just weird. Um. One of the other things I saw, since we last talked, was I saw um, Dave Hill's Big in Japan show,
1: which he'd previously seen, which I I thought was brilliant. I saw it early on, and yeah. Did I say that I enjoyed it? Yes, you did. Had I seen it when we last talked? I think you had. Well, I still enjoyed it.
0: (laughs) And we also went to see his Dave Hill Explosion, which is a sort of chat show, variety show. Um, I say variety, he kind of does some variety. A variety of things. A variety of things. Unusual things, um, which I I can't really elaborate on without giving the game away. But also, he uh, he does a chat with some different people, different performers of The Fringe. And one of the the people he was doing a talk, he was was chatting to, were they were doing a show at the Pleasants just before his.
1: And the girl, or woman rather, was the woman that played Veruca Salt in The Wizard of Oz. I saw I saw a review of that show. Or what was it? Um, (laughs) Was it that someone who was yes
0: he's an Australian not
1: Wizard of Oz Willy Wonka yes Chocolate Factory.
0: did I say Wizard of Oz yeah oh what a fool that was, was he- as bad as whatever mistake we made last time
1: <laughs> by Andy Kaufman um he no
0: you're Alan Shearer Harry Shearer
1: joke yeah did I tell you that I mentioned that to my girlfriend and she said oh isn't he a footballer <laughs> it's the joke that keeps on giving um I've gone blank Verricasol yes yeah, sorry from, I, I from saw an Wiz- show. wizard of Willy Wonka yeah one of those you know movies in the past that weren't at all about drugs anyway you're gonna say a review no um, what was it? yeah what, what was the uh, do you know what the gist of that show was it was something um, I about- think it's like a,
0: he's an Australian comedian who was obsessed with with her as Veruca salt so he thought he'd look her up and it turned out that she was only 10 years old of them
1: they ended up doing a double act yeah It sounded bizarre it sounded like it might be interesting were they good on the show they were they were they were quite funny yes oh. but um, I'm not quite I haven't really
0: that's that's the extent of the investigation into this. Sh- no, just I haven't yet. booked your ticket, I haven't looked into it, I don't know what it's about. This is just all I'm thinking. But anyway, the reason why I brought this up is that um, I was lucky enough to have a chat with Dave Hill earlier on this week. Or was it the start of last week? I can't remember. It was a few days ago I had a chat with Dave Hill. Um, so I pre-recorded it as well. So this is my chat with Dave Hill. Well the first thing I say is I'm with Dave Hill. Hey, <laughs>
2: Whose sure show I saw last night and it was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you, I'm glad you came. Because I first heard from you on Twitter. Yes. Right? And yes. you said, I was talking about my apartment and you were like, yeah, were you the one who said, <laughs> that like, yeah, me, you're yeah. probably with eight people, eight other comedians, and it's, there's two year old milk. And I was like, who is this bastard? I just <laughs> got here. Someone's already fucking with me.
0: Well everything i hear about the, yeah. <laughs> everything i hear about apartments that comedians have to stay in in edinburgh so there's the 5000 pounds a month they pay and yeah and uh, they're like all sleeping
2: on top of each other i i expected that uh to be uh i wouldn't you know cuz when i'm in london you know i'll stay in various apartments and uh, the th- toilets are 300 years old and i have no complaints but you know i got here and the apartment is actually like nicer than my apartment back in new york Excellent. And, you know, which isn't really, ridic- you know, it's just a nice, it's whatever, you know. But <laughs> but this place is like brand new and totally, uh, I couldn't believe it. All my cons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it overlooked a graveyard. It does overlook a graveyard, yeah. I've
0: heard that there's there's many more people buried in that graveyard than you think.
2: So they buried oh, the, yeah. They buried them on top of each other. Oh, yeah, it looks <laughs> that way. There's only like, you know, there's like 20 tombstones, but there's no way they, you know and then the other day I was walking to my show and I was eating a banana as I often do for potassium and I I took the peel and I threw it over the fence not realize. I was like and then after I did because I was like oh it's probably like a field and then I was like oh shit that's that's the cemetery now <laughs> I got all these dead people after me and then I got like really freaked out about the show and I was like show's gonna go south so I was like walking on the street like apologizing i was like you guys i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to do it you it know probably landed on top of a fringe act that was yeah. being performed. Oh, at the
0: same yeah <laughs> time. i think yeah the whole hill i think is actually people this is yeah yeah this is probably another legend that's
2: pro- probably right can you tell us about your big in japan show well it's a it's a show about you know before i became a comedian i I was always a musician. I, was still, you know, I still playing bands. And uh, one of the bands I'm in now is I had been sort of taking a break from music and formed this band with my friends called Ballet Lodge. And it was all guys who were kind of like past, kind of done touring, and you know, we' everyone moved on to something else. And we formed this band. It was you know, not popular at all. And then like randomly, we got signed to a Japanese record label, and you know, went there and had this fantasy. Tour of just this bizarre land of Japan, and so it's kind of like about living out your boyhood dream, like long after you've given up on it, and uh, and then just being dumped back right where you were <laughs> in the end, and, and then to realizing, you, know, you know, like as we, as I say in the show, you know, and you know, this goes with, you know, I think everything in life is just, although it's very hard to remember, is just like you just got to do what you like doing, and that's all that really matters, because, you know, with my life now, and, you know, I do, I travel around the world and do all this stuff that, you know, when I read it on paper, you know, when I read an article about me or something, I'm like, oh, this guy seems like he's got a cool thing going, like, but Mm -hmm. in my own, you know, I'm just miserable and don't appreciate anything, and, you know, but I have to remind myself, you know, all it does, it's just that I get to do this whether it be music or comedy or whatever I do, it's just like just doing that and it's, I mean, I guess I'm being a bit sappy, but I, all I want to do is have dinner with my friends and and you know play my guitar and do comedy shows and that's kind of what it's about, it's just doing stuff that you like and realizing that all the shit we worry about doesn't really matter. Is there any? Do you have any inkling as to how Valley Logic became
0: big in Japan? It's not something you mentioned in the show, really. It's I honestly
2: just... don't know. I honestly don't know I never asked
0: My overriding memory I've been there once I've been to Tokyo once Oh really? I just found
2: it baffling It's completely baffling I mean it's just like It's I mean the loss in translation Is a very good Representation of. It's just like You can't even wrap your mm -hmm. head around it I never dared press the buttons On the toilet though. Believe me (laughs) You know I I skip I talk about it Yeah, Sorry I don't want to mention it No You know I had seen those toilets, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then finally, like, it's true, I finally had my own hotel room, and I'm like, it's time. <laughs> it's time to, time to give this a shot. It just scared me, because you, you, the buttons are on the side, and you just don't know what's going to happen underneath. You don't. There's so many of them, you don't. and it's still baffling. I mean, I would hit the buttons and, like, kind of look and see what's going on. I don't know what's, where is this coming from. Uh, and you're doing a chat show. I do the Dave Hill Explosion, which... uh, But yeah, it's a chat show. It's a variety show. I do a variety of things on it, and then I interview guests, and I actually do it right after Greg's show here. Uh, And we do do it every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And is there music? Uh, Yeah, there's a bit of music in it. I I play some music and uh, and, uh, rock out. Because that's one of the main things about your show is a lot of fiddling with your frets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> play to play, you know. It's a skill that I have. It, uh, so I figure I should break it out, you know, every once in a while. Because most comedy, you know, people are not... You know, there's some exceptions. I mean, Tim Minchin is obviously mm. a great piano player. and But people are very... No one really... Everyone is not very good at their instrument in comedy, usually. But... You know, I'm awesome in Qatar, so why not? Why not just break it out? <laughs> Is it... I say that, you know, because it's like a physical thing. It's very, like, quantifiable. Mm. Is this your first
0: time in Edinburgh? Mm-hmm. And if, obviously your first time at the Fringe. Are you yeah. being a tourist? Are you working the Fringe? In some ways, I'm... am I working the Fringe? Well, a lot of people are comedians, or
2: people who are at the Fringe spend all their days going to the Fringe, and other no, shows. on the Fringe. No, I mean, or are I feel bad. I have instead? not done that, but I'm t- honestly... I saw I saw Brendan Burns, and maybe I'll go see another show tonight, and there's so many people I want to see. There's so many great people here, and, and you know, I've made friends, and it's, and it's hard, like, you make friends with people, and, you know, you know their work from YouTube or whatever, mm. but then you, you have show you know, my show's on exactly when Des Bishop's on, yeah. when Jennifer Coolidge is on, you know, and when Emo Phillips is on, and, you know, I want to see other people earlier, and, and I'm just, that's when I'm trying to take a nap for my show. <laughs> and, and all this, and then you finish your show, and you just want to have a drink, and it's endless. But uh, what was the question? Oh, are you being a tourist? Yeah. Well, in a way, I've 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 been up to Arthur's Seat five times. I've been here. I got here last Monday, and I've run up four times. That's quite interesting. And I walked up one day with Charlene. E. Oh. She yeah. didn't feel up to running, <laughs> but it's still even walking is not easy. No. But I run. I and, and the thing is, I got here... Like, I got into town and I saw the... I think it's a mountain, but people say it's just a hill. I'd like to think of it as a mountain. But... Because I'm from Ohio. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And I, you know, it's it's very flat in the Midwest. So we have that and we'd be like, that's totally a mountain. So I saw it and I was like, I'm going to run up to the top of that. And uh, so I put on my running gear and I ran up there. And like, you know, on the way up there, I'm like, I'm... No one has ever done this before. No one... Has ever scaled to the top of this? I didn't know it was called Arthur's Seat at the time, and I thought like no one's ever done this before. And I get up there, and of course it's like families, babies, little kids, like old ladies, kittens, you know all this stuff. And I just like I felt like I was a bit humbled. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I think there's a little car park around the corner somewhere. So really? well, actually, the,
0: yeah, you can, you can. No, it doesn't take you right to the top. You can get about halfway. <sighs>
2: That does make me feel better. Because, <laughs> well, I did, I mean, to, I, I was like, well, I know nobody came up as fast as I did. And I know the, the, none of these people climbed over the rocks. Because I went off the path because I got lost. I mean, I know I took the hard way. That you might, much I maybe you were the
0: first that went the hard way. Maybe, I've maybe. been here for 20 years and I've maybe been up once. I can't quite remember. I, I was, it's had awesome. some beers at the time. And I might not have got i I'm, I'm
2: hoping to do a drunken... <laughs> like walk up there one night and I'm sure I'll burst into tears and it's only one weekend but how are you planning to cope with 25 days of back-to-back shows <laughs> should I not mention that I don't know I mean honestly it, I don't know I the, the running honestly not to be all <laughs> like uh I you know because I don't want to let people I don't want people to let know that I go running because it's nothing you know I. it's but it's honestly I it's you know it's an obvious thing people always say running is so great mm. and I never did it in my life I was always I did when I was like 11 was on the track but I did a tour a music tour of Germany Austria and Switzerland in May and I was like I'm gonna die on this tour if I don't do something and I brought my running shoes and one of the guys in the band was a runner and I started running and I was like oh my god like it kind of clears, you know, you can drink mm. quite a bit. And if you go for like a five-mile run the next day, it's kind of like resets. Which I'm not, which doesn't mean I'm drinking. Uh, I, was, I was actually put on a two-drink limit by my manager for <laughs> Edinburgh. And uh, it's not going that well. <laughs> she was like, she's like, two drinks, that's it. No more. Because she knows me. And she knows me not as a drunk, but she knows me as as a fragile, fragile young man. So uh, it's not going well, the drinking. But everything that just look, you know, the whole all of the UK looks like the best place to have a drink you've ever seen. Like mm. every other place you see, like like well, I gotta have a drink in this place. You know, in, in New York is not like that. Cleveland certainly not <laughs> like where I'm from. You know, I live in New York, but. Anyway, so one, I'll be
0: dead. Yeah. One thing to bear in mind is that we do have some some pubs, as we call them here in Edinburgh, that look nice on the outside, but when you go inside, they're not necessarily like. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I went. I don't. Want, well, I'll say. Uh, I went in one last night, and I'd been. It was the first one I saw. It's right by my apartment. It's like the Toll booth Tavern, or oh, Toll yeah. Booth. Do you know it? I, th- I think I know the one. Yes. And I was like, oh, that place is adorable. <laughs> I'm sure it's like, and it was fine. I'm not knocking it. It was, you know but I went in and I was like finally last night I had a little chance to have a drink there and I was like I don't
0: (laughs) know five guys propping up the bar who've been there for the last ten years yeah
2: yeah exactly
0: Can I ask you something that's not about the Fringe? It's not about the festival. I've been doing this podcast since February, um, but I've read that the Dave Hill's podcasting incident is the greatest podcast of all time. It is. It is. I mean, it might be number two behind
2: yours, but I'd say it is. Do you have any tips for an amateur such as myself? Just keep on reaching for the stars, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks very much, Dave Hill. It's Thank much. you. I yeah, I, I should get down there because I left my computer and my Oh guitar. no,
0: no, um, down
2: there I'm a bit worried. And I'm going to
0: say that uh, Dave Hill, big in Japan, is at eight fifteen at the Pleasance beneath until the 29th. Dave Hill Explosion is at 11 p.m. Pleasance upstairs, and that's Thursdays to Sundays. Yeah, and that's till the 28th. And we're going to play a track from Valley Lodge. We're going to play all my
2: loving. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dave.
3: La llamada que va a hacer ahora le ¿sí puede salvar la vida.
0: Lodge featuring Dave Hill you can get more details by the at valleylodgeband.com you can also buy their stuff on the website iTunes, Amazon all that sort of stuff um, there's a great video for it on YouTube if you do a search for it that features him walking around an apartment with naked people-less furniture which, it doesn't uh, get much better than that and he also has a brilliant <laughs> podcast Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident which you can get from davehillincident.libsyn.com and his current one I think this week he's got an interview with Janine Garofalo who I saw last year at the Fringe was she good? She was Well I really enjoyed it But I I think it was kind of like a She got mixed reviews It's a Marmite show As they say
1: A love or hate show Um, I've discovered this week That I really like Marmite
0: Mama is broke. That's why. I-,
1: <laughs> I like twiglets I just didn't know, you know. No, I how don't it would like translate twiglets. to the toast part of, medium. I think
0: you can get Mama twiglets can't you?
1: All twiglets are Mama. Are they
0: all? Yeah. Why don't I like Twigglets? I don't
1: know. Do I like I don't know. I, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I heard this song because he plays it in his show. Yes, he does. So it's one song that I've definitely heard and could recognize enough from the tinny speakers that I could hear the rest of it in my head, and I'll say, yeah, that's good. Um, and the. Sh- <laughs> so what new shows? What new shows have you seen anyway? Well, what shows have I seen that have been particularly fun? I, well, I saw Kitson, Daniel Kitson. That is yes, who is a who leafleted comic. me last week. Who leaflet, yeah, it's a callback to the previous show. <laughs> um, he is a stand-up comedian, but he, as I thought, it was is not doing any stand-up shows, and um, he is also, I guess, a playwright. He writes plays. That makes him a playwright. Did you have you seen his show this year? No, I haven't. He I, doesn't normally do. He, he, a lot of his are more story based, rather than. Yeah, it was story based, and it all and it and it was funny, but not like it wasn't a funny, it wasn't funny stories. But um, I would never seen his um, his play material before. Right. I've heard I've heard stand up, and a friend of mine has seen it every year, and and had a last minute cancellation, and I got to go with him, and it was really good. I don't know if he tours the stuff, and I'm kind of. I don't know if he releases on DVD or in script books but it was just kind of I don't know just insightful stuff about life and tragedy and happiness everyone was just crying <laughs> and they played Withered Hand at the beginning that was cool as well and um, that was the start of a long day Uh other highlights of which were Robin Ince and Michael Egg which is just generally funny. oh right I haven't seen his that but I've seen I saw the
0: Robin Ince Carl Sagan is my god oh and Richard Feynman too was that good yeah it was great that brilliant. Was was mean, a free show a, wasn't it yeah that's a part of the free fringe that was a I had to sort of uh, I think I mean it's at like midday I think on the, Ca- the Canongate pub on the Royal Mile it's only until the 18th so if that's like Wednesday, so then maybe one day after this podcast,
1: so two days after this podcast comes out, that you can actually go and see it. I should go tomorrow then. <laughs> so yeah, get there about half an hour before it's a queue. This was, uh, the show I went to was the only show that he's actually charging money for, oh, right. uh, which is in the GRV with Michael Legg, who is a comedian and another podcaster. And um, yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was just really funny. It was uh, They were just kind of being angry men, and but... Uh, it was just good because there was sort of audience participation of what makes people angry and us all having a vote about it. But they riffed really well off of it. Like, it cool. wasn't pre-prepared material, or some of it they probably worked in, but uh, it was just people getting annoyed at things, and and they were really fun. And For the the show that I saw, the Carl Sagan...
0: Actually, he's changed the name of it, because at the start of the, sh- start of the Fringe, it was called Carl Sagan is Still My God, because last year his show was called Carl Sagan is My God and now he's changing to oh and Richard Feynman too because he does kind of read bits of Carl Sagan and Richard
1: Feynman out oh well, Richard Feynman's amazing yeah I've I, I, I read his book since I was about 11 and he's just so funny and the show
0: nice. is quite strange it's a it's a science variety show it's about the best way I can describe it and they had um, who was on it I think it was it was a math and magician which sounds like something out of the Simpsons but it was a guy who was I can't remember his name I should have written this down actually I can't remember his name he was doing maths and science and magic um, was it? And I think he's got a show as well. This is pathetic that I haven't done my. Wasn't Nick Mohammed, was it, who does memory tricks? No, it show? wasn't. It? Um, there was somebody who was doing stuff about harmonics and about sound, and I managed to be a volunteer from the audience for that one to hit someone over the head who was wearing a motorcycle helmet with hollow tubes to
1: play "Mary Had a Little Lamb." <laughs> that's a, that's actually it's a good segue because that <laughs> same day I went and taught Alex. I was hitting someone over the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't even part of the show. No, I saw Alex Horn, and he was doing a show on statistics and... Well, sorry, that sounds really dull, but the show (laughs) involved statistics and science and just general... Well, call it gambling, and then it sounds exciting, right? The show involved gambling, but um, not to give anything away, even though it might be too late, but anyway, something led to one person in the audience being selected as an assistant, and it happened to be my uh, friend... Uh, which is all a bit random because he came at the last minute and all that. But the show involved a lot of quantum physics, <laughs> and my friend is a quantum physicist. <laughs> and that slightly put uh, Alex Horn on edge. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time he said anything, he would just turn to my friend and go, Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. I think, actually, I
0: remember who else was in Robin his show was Simon Singh. Okay. Um, I don't know him. Science, science writer who recently got sued by oh. the British yes, Society for libel. And, um, and he won his. Yeah, well, he did he win his case, he, but he withdrew did not it, lose yes. it yeah. um, cool. because of old British libel laws um, that people may or may not have heard about in the news. Anyway, he was doing a question and answer session on the Big Bang, which was quite good as well. Huh. So it was a bit strange, obviously, science variety at lunchtime. It's kind of hard work, a little bit. They did ask at the start if there was any scientists in the audience, and uh, and they didn't have that many, so they weren't. I think they were quite loose with the facts.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's. <laughs> they were probably quite pleased about that.
0: Another thing I saw, which I'm now going to cut away from. This is quite professional. I saw. Um, Wait, what's I, it, what does that mean? Cut away from. I'm going to play a previously recorded segment. <laughs> okay. Um, I saw a collaboration between 65 Days of Static and Jean Abreu. We talked about it last week, actually. They're sort of math rock, post-rock. And it <laughs> was a dance, um, physical theatre about being in a prison and about sort of uh, loneliness and about um, yearning for freedom and all that sort of stuff. So what I did was I thought I'll never, as I've just demonstrated, by failing to recall the names of the people who are at the Robin Inch show, I recorded it. I recorded a little review after I came out of the show. Thinking that I won't remember anything. You weren't
1: sitting there during the show with your dictaphone out, I'm going, "Oh, now the man I is jumping and he's behind a bar. bar." I think it, it's some—it's a metaphor. It means he's—he's he's imprisoned. There a was prison. a lot of metaphors,
0: obviously. Uh, but anyway, I don't know much about dance, but I do—I do like six-minute <laughs> static. What you like? I was, was going to say, <laughs> and it, the the people in the audience were either dancers, I can tell by the fact they were they were small and skinny, or they were post-rockers post-rockers because they had beards and uh, they had ironic t-shirts on do you think any of them met up and formed romances I think they went on their separate ways afterwards but there was one girl at the front who had her fingers in her ears throughout most of the entire thing dancer a dancer yes (laughs) (laughs) so anyway I'm going to play this is what I thought when I came out of it and then after it we'll play 65 days of static Okay, we've just come out of Inside, which is a dance physical theatre production at the uh, Zoo Roxy, which is a Roxburgh Art House in, uh, in Edinburgh. And it's, uh, it was very interesting, that's for sure. It was a sort of, a, sort of a like I say, co-production. It was a co-collaboration with uh, choreographer Jean Abreu, which I probably have pronounced incorrectly, at 65 Days of Static. Um, if you're not a f- familiar with 65 Days of Static, that's sort of post-rock, math-rock. Um, which I think I mentioned earlier on when I was talking to Gordon. Um, and it's, uh, and I'm a bit of a fan of the band, but I wouldn't consider myself a fan of dance or physical theatre, it has to be said. So I didn't really know what to expect. And I think it was v- probably very much uh, something that was uh, similar between everybody that was in the audience. I think they were either fans of 65 Days of Static or you were, they were fans of dance, sort of as a strange mixture of people. And I think it kind of worked. It was a... The, the concept was about incarceration and about being in a prison and I think the sort of masculinity of 65 Days of Static's music kind of really sort of worked well with the, the dance and kind of really sort of helped emphasise the masculinity and incarceration and sort of the yearning for freedom. So I think it kind of all worked really well. Um, there was only one person I saw in the front row who had their fingers in their ears. I mean, 65 Days of Static, even if you are familiar with them, they're a bit of a, how can I put it, they can be a bit of a sonic assault, and they're also the sort of band where I've seen them live before and I just kind of wanted to close my eyes and let the music wash over me. And I, n- I never felt like that at all when I was watching the, the production, which is called Inside, at the Sanctuary at the Roxy. So I think that must consider it to be a success, and my ears aren't quite ringing as much as they normally are from a 65 Days of Star gig, so I reckon they probably had the music turned down a little bit as well, which probably helped. One thing, actually... The band looks really uncomfortable coming out and taking a bow along with the dancers at the end. I don't think they're kind of used to that. I think they're used to more being hiding behind their instruments and playing rather than bowing at the end. But it was good. I recommend it. And I think it runs until the 14th, uh, which is probably Thursday, which might be after this podcast has gone out. Who knows? So it seems sensible we should play a track by 65 David Static. Of course, I'm standing out in the street, so I'm not entirely sure which track. I think we'll probably play, pro- probably play Retreat Retreat. That I saw this week. Sorry, I should say <laughs> that was six of stack. That was from a live album. That I've written out down wrong. I've written down a Spass from New York, which is a, a Renault car, which I think it must <coughs> be Escape from New York, <laughs> unless maybe they recorded it's it nice in that a the Renault spell Spass. Was, was perfectly happy with a Spass. <laughs> the album came out in 2009, but the original was on their debut album, which came out in 2004 called The Fall of Math. Anything else you've you've seen that we want to talk about, or that you've spotted
1: that you want to see? Uh to watch? Oh, yeah, to know. Yeah. there's so much stuff I need to see. I want to see Tim Key, because he's not... I saw him last year, and it's the same show. But I don't think it's sold out yet because it's on at, like ridiculous o'clock, maybe ten past midnight or something. Oh, he like
0: won that. and he won the best. Was it was the best Newcomer last
1: year. Or no, was he it won the, the, fringe, the, the award. fringe award, the best, best of the best award. Yep, he's really good. Uh, I, I didn't see it last year, so I might get to. I you may have be- seen his material on shows such as Charlie Brooker's Screenwipe. That's true. And uh, <laughs> just randomness, but um, and he's got a book. And also, there's an album launch, an avalanche that I can't see because I'm going to be at Collins and Herring. <laughs> again you could always just listen to the podcast rather than go to it yeah, but they might not insult me oh, um, They might, they I might, might insult- not win my magical prize oh, they might insult you yeah and, and I, wouldn't I wouldn't be, be there, there to silently sit there and take it um, I want to see uh, Charlene Yee uh, who
0: she doesn't it's not stand up she kind of does music magic games and audience participation is what I've read Okay. Uh, but she was one of the guests at Dave, the Dave Hill Explosion uh, chat show, and she did it. She actually—maybe I'm biased because she serenaded me during the, during the show. And, uh, the uh, the song she was doing was supposed to be an ode to her ex-boyfriend, and the joke was—actually, uh, well, I'm going to give it away. Actually, so I probably shouldn't say it. But needless to say, I was in a row full of girls. I was the only male in the row with a line of sight, so by default, I got the serenade so uh, (laughs) that's not any that's not why (laughs) are you hoping that she'll serenade you again (laughs) maybe is that what it comes down to maybe but she stars in Paper Heart which is a movie with uh, Michael Cera is that how you pronounce his name that guy from Arrested I don't know the guy from Arrested Arrested Development the thing is
1: he never says it out loud during the shows
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it's at 7pm in the Assembly rooms until the 30th so that's my tip the thing that I want to see oh and what does it say she was in Judd Apatow's Knocked Up I'm reading that yeah but it's true (laughs) I've, I've not seen that movie but it doesn't sound like a movie that I would enjoy Knocked Up is that
1: the one with Alan Page there's no point in asking it? it's me it's probably good I think it's got good reviews
0: it's a, it sounds like a good time to end the show <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much again Gordon um, and this has been a slightly has it been more noisy or less noisy than the last time I don't I'm know not sure. to be honest and oh. a
1: lot fewer people were ordering ice cream I hope yeah I know and it's quite cheap actually inside. ice cream
0: it's only one pound for it's that cheap for a mango sorbet lolly Very cheap for Waitrose ice cream. Anyway, we're going to finish with a bit of indie pop. This is Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin. The reason why I'm playing this, it's from the new album Let It Sway. It comes out probably today or maybe tomorrow, depending on when I've put this up, on the 17th of August. I played it in the podcast before. It was supposed to be released released On the 4th of August And I got confused About the American dates And I played it Like on the 8th of April Or something uh... like that (laughs) So because I screwed Because I screwed up the dates I thought it deserves Another play So this is Someone So Loves You Boris Yelts And this is Sink Let It Sway And thanks very much Gordon (laughs) Thank you